This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. It is, uh, yeah, we are solo this week. Um, no guests. We were on a nice little run there. I I was enjoying the guests because it makes my job a lot easier. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It makes my life a lot more um, just manageable. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to work as hard. And that's what I like about it. Um, now I gotta, now I gotta do the whole, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a juggling process that goes on when you got a guest, you know what I mean? Like, there's a little, there's a back and there's a fourth, you know? I don't have that now. Now it's just me. You're stuck with my voice for the next 30 minutes or so because I actually have to be, up in about less than six hours to drive to uh, Orient Point to catch a ferry because I'm doing a, a comedy show at Mohegan Sun. You know, no big deal. Just, uh, you know, I'm just spreading my wings and flying away, you know. That's that's what I'm doing here. Just R. Kelly, you can hear him in the background. Not Not peeing on girls, but just singing the song. I believe I can fly. Uh, yeah, whatever. You get the idea. Uh, so yeah, I gotta get up in a few hours, so this is the best I can do. Uh, you know, time just, you think you have a lot of it, but you don't. You really, you never really do. You never have enough time. Um, you know, like, I felt like all day today I've been running around getting errands done, I had to get laundry done, blah, blah, blah. I know, I don't want to bore you to tears with all the errands, but I had a bunch of shit to do, and I got it all done, and that's great, but now it's 11 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? Like, it's 11, and I got to be up in six hours, and it's like, and and I still, fuck, I still have to record the fucking podcast. Like, so, yeah, that's my, you know, justification for probably uh, wrapping this one up pretty quick this week, but... You know, uh, I've also given you, you know, three plus hours the past, you know, three weeks. So be grateful for what you get. Um, 
But no, it's nice to be back doing the solo version. I I actually, you know, you uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know what I mean? Like now that I haven't done it in a few weeks, it's like, oh, right. I got to get back to this style. And it's, you know, it's uh, it's an adjustment. It's a it makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Can I use any more dumb fucking, you know, uh, overused analogies and fucking little life lessons? What doesn't kill you makes you, you, I hate myself. See, this is what, this is what goes, this is what happens when you're alone. You start singing like it's, all right. You see, you, you could tell I'm rusty. You could tell I'm rusty three minutes in here. And I was, I, it's funny as too, is when I was like, what? I was gearing myself up in the car ride home. I was like, okay, you're going to walk in. You're going to turn the foot. You're going to put the shit on. You turn the mic on and you're just going to let it rip. You're going to let it rip and we're going to burn through a half an hour. No problem. And it's like we're four minutes in, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm wishity washity, flippity floppity. But we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through it because I'm a fucking professional these days. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a pull myself up by my bootstraps type of dude. You know, it's actually, you know, a little behind the scenes. I was discussing something with my producer via text earlier, and I asked him a question. And his answer to the question was to just say, I believe in you, Michael. I think you can do this. Basically being like, I'm not going to give you any actual help. I'm not. No, I refuse to help you as a grown adult. I'm not going to help you, but I will give you some kind words of encouragement. And I will. that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm not going further. I refuse to go further because I think if I go any further, I lose respect for you at a an alarming rate. So I'm not going to hold your hand through this simple process. I'm going to expect you to be able to do it on your own. And he's not wrong to have done that, but I that was not the answer I was looking for. It was not... I was like, can you just make this easy on me? I'm dumb. Can you make this easy on me? And he's like, I'm I'm so sad that you find this challenging that I'm just going to leave you with this simple, the simple words of, I believe in you, Michael. I think you can do this on your own. But I believe in me, Michael. I think I can do this on my own. Because I don't. What is this turning into a a a fucking podcast full of self affirmations and you know I just really believe in myself these days. I don't. I don't actually always believe in myself. It's uh, it's part of the curse of being like a self deprecating. You know what I mean? Like you can't be funny. At least in my mind, at least the funniest people I know are incredibly self-deprecating to a point where they they beat themselves up perhaps too hard. And I feel like you can't get there, but then also have like this 
crazy amount of super uber confidence. It's not, it's not a possible, uh, you know, it'd be a little ridiculous if you can actually match both of those energies somehow. You can't. It's not really, it's not in the cards, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I know I, I sometimes uh, can be uh, a little negative Nancy. Uh, and, you know, I, I uh, this is a great uh, segue into the story I would like to tell this evening because, uh, you know, um, one of the things that I've been uh, dealing with in terms of stand-up lately is that they, they're doing this Long Island laugh-off comp- competition. I, uh, I was in it. I promoted it. I promoted it on this podcast, I'm pretty sure. I, uh, you know, I was posting it all over the socials and whatnot. I, I did it, and I didn't win. I, didn't ma- I did not advance after my first round performance. And I thought my first round performance was good, right? I thought, I was, I thought it was solid. I thought it was very, very good. And I, I should have been in a position to have made it on. The judges disagreed. It is what it is. It's been weeks now, right? This is over. I, I mean, this has been, yeah, two weeks now. Yeah, three weeks, whatever it's been. But, um, you know, I, I didn't get to tell the full detailed story of that evening until this week. And, you know, it was good to let it process because I was pretty down on myself in a bad way when I didn't move on. You know, and one of the things you got to realize with these contests, and this isn't to disparage, I understand, you know, any of these uh, contests that, you know, comedy contests or really any type of even like a music contest, like, you know, you'll see all sorts of stupid competitions, eating contests. It doesn't matter. Whatever the contest is, it's being done to generate money. It's being done so that uh, the people running it can make a profit. It makes sense. You know, that that's business. You know, that is the way any business is going to work. Um, so I'm not surprised that there is a uh, business strategy uh, applied to uh, the judging at certain contests. That makes sense. Um, it, it can just still be deflating when you think you, you did really well. And, you know, I was, uh, I'm not the only person who's ever, you know, fell victim to this. I've done these contests before. And I've moved on in them and I've seen people who are good not move on. And it it can be discouraging. And then on the flip side of it too, when they let somebody move on that they didn't necessarily deserve to, it can be it it can be bad for them wet as well. Like they kind of needed to lose because they they're not quite ready to hang with the the bigger fish, you know? And you and you don't wanna put that idea in their head that they are when they're not like they need the work. You got to put the work in. You got to go to the mics. You got to write more material. You got to perform more. You got to do all the the shit. And, uh, you know, it can be the, the bad idea, uh, to put into somebody's head that, Hey, you're great. 
because you brought 35 people to a place. It's not, you know, it's not really all what comedy's about. Sure, promotion is part of it. And it's fair to judge promotion. Like, if you're not, if you're like me and you don't self-promote that well, then guess what? You're going to, you're going to have problems in that area. You're going to have problems getting people to like you. You know what I mean? If you can't, like, take the time to promote yourself and be like, hey, look how great I am a little bit, then how is anybody else going to think you're great? You know what I mean? You got to like you to put out, you know, to do it right. So I've been trying, I've been doing a better job with that because, you know, I got to promote these dates that I'm doing. I got to promote this show that I'm doing every week. Otherwise, how the fuck do I expect people to want to come out? And how do I expect people to want to listen? So anyway, uh, yeah, that contest thing, you know, it was tough. Um, I was, I did not handle it well. I was very, uh, I was a little beside myself and I just, you know, uh, decided that I needed to leave immediately. I didn't want to be a dick. I, and you know, I, especially I didn't want to take away from the people that did move on moment, you know, like they deserved that. Like there was plenty of them that have worked hard and dedicated to themselves to this fucking comedy thing. And they, they put their all into that set and they got kudos for it. And I don't ever want to take that away from anybody. Like, I'm not the only person trying to do this and trying to do it hard. Like, there's plenty of hardworking, funny motherfuckers out there. And that's part of why I've been wanting to do the guests as well, is because I want to bring more of them to, like, the other people's... You know what I mean? I want to promote them. I want to promote everybody who's funny. I um. Anyway, I'm kind of rambling here a little bit. But, hey, told you, we're going to get it through. We're getting 30 minutes through. Um... Anyway, so I decided I needed to leave the contest. I'm like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm just going to be a miserable bitch for a minute here. And I I just, I got to go. So I get in the car and I have my miserable bitch out moment in the car. I put on some fucking raging music. I, you know, I think I put on, I might have put on sad music actually, which is actually kind of funny. I think I put on like, uh. You put on Steve Miller band Dirty Work or something. Just kind of belted it out like I was Tony Soprano. I refuse to do your dirty work. I don't know. Something like that. It was something kind of melancholy. Uh, maybe Long December by the Down and Crows. Um, anyway. So I drove from there and I went to my open mic. Right? So... That the night of the contest was the night Thursday night where I normally host an open mic. Uh, every Thursday night, Scotty's Pub in West Sayville. Come check it out. Eight thirty, sign up. Nine o'clock, start. So if you ever want to, you know, even if you don't want to do comedy, you can come watch some free comedy. You can watch guys work out over in West Sayville. Um, so uh, you know, I drove there and I. I shouldn't have done this. Like the, the last thing I needed to do was to get a microphone in my hand again that night. You know what I mean? Like I did not need to have access to a microphone again that night. So I could go up and just be 
a raging asshole. Because I was going to be a raging asshole. I wanted to bitch, moan, and complain to anybody that would listen to me. Oh, woe is me. How I'm the victim of circumstance yet again. Wah, 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 wah. Cry baby, cry baby bullshit. I wanted to do that. That's what I wanted to do. It was going to make me feel better. So I got to the mic and, you know, there was uh, a handful of people there. And it was actually a decent amount of, there was like a, a crowd. So I'm like, so immediately like seeing a crowd, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to get up in front of these people, like I'm, I'm already talking myself off, right? I'm talking myself off the ledge a little. Uh, I'm like, I, there's a bunch of people here. If I'm going to go up in front of them, I, I got to. I got to just do jokes, do a normal set, try to make these people laugh, and that will make you feel better. You know what I mean? Do it the right way. Do it the right way. Be a fucking, be a professional, be a gentleman, and do do your craft. Do, do, do the art form that you love, and, you know, do it right, and don't be a fucking raging dickhead who's just venting into a microphone, because that would be you know, uh, something sad to watch and witness. Nobody would want to see that. So I, um, I proceeded to go crazy into a microphone and rant and rave and bitch and moan and complain about my life (laughs) instead of doing the jokes. And I could tell you why. I can tell you why. So, we got this guy. His name's Roy. I'm just gonna. I don't even. I don't even care. This is how little I care. I'm. I'm not even changing his name. The guy who washes the windows at the bar. That's who it is. And he has taken a liking to the idea of doing open mic. I was not, you know, uh, aware that he even thought about doing comedy, but apparently he he has, and he wanted to give it a shot. So about a month ago, Roy came in for the first time, and he, he did the mic. And it was... Uh, you know, it was okay. It was, um, it wasn't the, you know, the worst, uh, the, the worst set I've ever seen. You know, he, he, he had some stuff there. He had some stuff that could go, you know, a little, little too ranty, if you ask me. You know, uh, I understand you, you, you can make political jokes all day long. I don't care who you make fun of. Make fun of whoever you want to make fun of. Trump. Hillary, Biden, Democrat, Republican, liberal, whoever, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. Whatever side of the aisle you lean on, go for it. Attack whoever you want to attack. Mock whoever you want to mock. Jokes are jokes. I'm good with it. Uh, But you got to tell jokes. And the problem is Roy doesn't, he's not a fan of really telling jokes he's more of a fan of listening to himself speak 
and he really just kind of kind of went off the deep end uh specifically this the night of the contest he was he was going he was going in on some shit he went up with a briefcase right now soon after Roy got up there I had figured out that everybody there was there to see Roy. Everybody there was Roy's friend or Roy's family. Nobody else was, um, you know, there to, to see anybody else or just hanging out at the bar. They were all specifically there to watch Roy set because they all went nuts when Roy got his name announced. And he goes up there. He's got a briefcase. He opens up the briefcase and he pulls out a stack of papers and he throws the stack of papers on the ground and he just goes, these are Hillary's emails. Then he reaches back into the briefcase. He pulls out like an old Nokia phone, like a a phone from like pre 9-11, like as old of a phone as I've, I, I think I've ever seen. I don't know how it's possible he even still has it in his possession. He pulls out the phone. He goes, and here's the cell phone she forgot to get rid of. And he throws the phone on the ground. Then he pulls out another stack of papers. He goes, and these are hunting Bi- Hunter Biden's financials. And he throws that stack of papers on the ground. That was the first minute. He went on, I would say, I want to call it around 26, 27 minutes long of nonsensical, not funny, painful ranting and raving, um, I mean, at some points, there was actually, he had like his nephew, he was like, hey, that's my nephew, Steven. Steven's a good kid. He's going to college and blah, blah, blah. He's going to, you know, he's going to Delaware. He's going to University of Delaware. He's a good kid. Good kid. He plays lacrosse. Isn't that right, Steven? It's like, are you, what is happening? Are you telling jokes? You have a joke about Steven? You, you know what I mean? You got a, a lacrosse, a college lacrosse joke. I guess something to do with raping a hooker or something. Because you're going to go with the Duke lacrosse kids. I don't know. My mind, mind went to a dark place there. But hey, it is what it is. We're get, I told you getting 30. Um, so... Yeah, so Roy is in the zone, and he's just going on and on and on. Matter of fact, to the point where he tells the host, a friend of the podcast, recent guest, Russ Silberman, who is guest hosting for me, he tells Russ, he goes, you don't like me. I have infinite time. I have as much time as I want. He declared that he had as much time as he wanted. He's not running the mic. He he brought like 12 of his friends. But now he's decided that he's in charge. 
Roy is Roy is threatening my my mic. He's trying to take over something that does not belong to him. An evening that belongs to me and the other comedians who are actually working on their fucking acts and trying to, you know, do shows and be funny and entertaining. Unlike this fucking clown who's up there just making a making a mockery of the whole art form in and of itself, you know? Like, he was really just a babbling idiot with a microphone. And when you mix this with the already dark, soulless place I was in, from losing the mic, um, it was a recipe for disaster. I, you know, I, I don't want to say that I'm a superhero. I shouldn't even say that I'm a hero. But in a lot of ways, I am. I'm, I'm heroic. I have my heroic moments, and this was one of them. Because when I went up there, which I'm skipping ahead, I'm actually skipping ahead because there's one last little piece in the puzzle here. Beyond Roy just babbling for twenty, twenty somewhat minutes, that felt like an eternity. It felt like forever. Um. The, the biggest fucking, you know, the dagger that really, really did him in for me was when uh, uh, Freddie, another comedian, he, he went up after Roy and two minutes into Freddie's set, Roy and all of his buddies are screaming and yelling, talking over him, not letting him get a fucking word in. Not paying attention, showing him no respect. And that's when I really, that's when I was like, it's time to unleash. It's time to not be civilized for the next 15 minutes or so and just berate this fucking awful disgrace who has, uh, showing up to this mic um and i don't even want to pretend that i uh i was remotely nice because i wasn't i was ruthlessly mean i mean at one point i had said to him i had said (laughs) i was like i was like here's the funny thing roy i had a good set tonight and i lost and you stunk you stunk the place up but you think you won. It's a quite it's quite the weird juxtaposition that we find ourselves in here. Um Yeah, so I you know, I have reflected on this evening a little bit. And you know, I I kind of feel bad cuz I wasn't I wasn't nice. Like, I was really mean. Like, the whole way through. And I haven't seen him now since uh, the incident. I He has not come back to the mic since that has happened. Uh, I do... I am curious if, if he is going to ever come back. But he... 
I think he, I didn't make it a secret. You know what I mean? Like I was not politely hinting that I was upset with him. I was, uh, being pretty, uh, over the top (laughs) about how, uh, upset I was with how much of a rude douchebag I, I really thought he was. And, you know, maybe he's not. Maybe, maybe I was too quick to judge Roy. Maybe I, I, you know, I was dealing with my own bullshit, which I, I clearly, you know, I admit was definitely a, a cat, part of the catalyst. It wasn't just Roy, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've seen guys act like assholes at open mics before. And, you know, it's rolled right off, right off my shoulders. But I think it's a little different, I guess, when it's mine. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel that Scotty's mic, even when I wasn't hosting that night, like, still kind of like my baby. And it's like, I started this thing and I want people to act a certain way. I want to make it clear that, like, this is, this spot is, like, pro the performer uh, all the way to the point where if you're another performer and you're showing, you're showing a previous or, uh, the following performer, no respect. I am not going to tolerate it. Not going to tolerate it, but I probably didn't need to berate him, uh, for a obnoxiously long period of time in front of his friends and family. And I, I kind of walked them out. I mean, they were all on their way out anyway. They were all planning on leaving. So I'm not sitting here trying to say like it was my comments that totally just made them leave. But it was fun that I was saying all this shit. I was talking all of this shit as they just slowly just started like exiting out of the building. They were like, oh, this this guy's this fat guy is enraged. Roy, you really got him. And they're probably thinking, too, they're like, he's just another libtard, Roy. He's just another dumb lib. That's why you got him, Roy. You hit him where it hurts. And it's like, no, no, no. It has. I don't care. I don't care about the politics at all. He could have done, he could have done 20 minutes of fucking nothing but Hillary Clinton jokes if he had Hillary Clinton jokes. He didn't really have any jokes. Just a stack of papers. But, um... Yeah, so I thought that was the end of it. With Roy. But, uh... The legend continues, because it was, um... A couple... Like, a week later, I'm talking to my... My favorite buddy over here, uh, guy who runs the shoe store, the shoe store guy, who I refer to him. I, I think I've talked about him in the past on a podcast, shoe store guy. But uh, shoe store guy, he comes by and he likes to talk to me about the Jets. And he knows I do comedy. And he, he comes to, and he's like, oh, my, oh, Mike, it's good to see you. Uh, uh, I just wanted to uh, let you know that... Uh, uh, I, I saw this really funny comedian. This guy's hilarious, man. I just thought uh, I was watching his video. I was like, watching his videos? Yeah, I was watching his video that he was showing me. And uh, 
you know, I, I noticed you were in the video. I was like, I was in the video. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, do you know, do you know Roy? He washes my windows. And then apparently, yeah, he thinks Roy's hilarious. He's like, Roy's got great stuff. And he, keep, he kept telling me about how funny he thinks Roy is. So now I'm like sitting there, I'm like, you mean the like talking to his nephew stuff? Like what was the what was the great killer material that Roy did that night that was so good? He he like talked to individually to each member of his family. There was no real to- jokes there. It was just like conversation, like just we should go out to eat next week, or I'm really proud of you for going to college I mean these are not jokes folks these not, so I I don't know what material he thought was so great with Roy but he then tells me that Roy is Roy's doing governors he's like Roy's doing a governor's show next I'm like Roy is doing governors yeah yeah he's doing governors next which makes me think that Roy is doing the laugh off because there's other first round. Like I, I lost in the first round already, but the first round's not over. There's other first round nights, and he, Roy, is probably, uh, you know, he's probably in the first round on a different night than me. And now I, I think, I think because, you know, uh. Life is a horror show. Roy's going to win the laugh off now. That's what's going to happen. Roy's going to win the laugh off. And I'm going to contemplate quitting comedy again. Because apparently I don't understand it. Apparently I just need to slap a pile of papers on the ground. Say they belong to Hillary Clinton. And then, uh, then talk to my nephew about college and you know, friends and, you know, make dinner plans and stuff with friends who are in the audience. And that's, that's the new version of comedy now. Well, oh, God. All right, I got to get, yeah, I got to get some sleep because I got to do jokes tomorrow and I can't, can't be without my rest. But, I mean, Roy, he's a legend. What are we going to do? What are you going to do, man? I lost. I'm going to, I'm going to lose to a legend. At least I lost to a legend. The legend of Roy. You know, he's uh he'll go on. I mean he's gonna he's gonna have a next Netflix special by the end of the summer. He's gonna win the laugh off. He's gonna have it all. But uh, you know, I uh I'm still here. Started at the bottom, still at the bottom. <laughs> and Roy's going to surge to the top. All right, I got to get some sleep. Uh, right, well, yeah, actually, quick. Uh, don't, hey, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Tell all your friends. This is the great call to action on this, uh, this week's episode. An unenthusiastic, half-asleep man. Yay, hey, like, it sounds like I'm on fucking heroin. Hey, listen, uh, just subscribe, rate, review.
Tell your friends to say nice things about the podcast. Uh, if you haven't done all that already. Um, I got some... Well, I got this date tomorrow in Connecticut that none of you guys are going to be able to come to because by the time you listen to this, so that's good. That's a good promotion for that one. What else do I got coming up down the down the pike? I'm doing Southampton, actually. Hold on. Let me try to find the name of this place. Where are we at? Southampton, July 13th. All right, hold on. Yep, I'm locked. Yes, that is. That's it. At Blue Mar, Southampton, Blue Mar, Thursday night, July 13th. Uh, my comedy buddy Keith Fairfax is putting together that show. I don't know who else is going to be on it yet. He hasn't given me those deets, but I know I'm there. So that's July 13th. And then what else do we got coming up in July? Um, where's that other guy that put me on shows stuff? Oh, July 15th, I'm at Tailgaters in Holbrook. Just said yes to that. I don't even... You just randomly... You don't even know anymore. You're just like, wait. Yeah, I'm I'm good for this. Oh, and then July 28th, here's a big one. This is the big one I want to promote before we close it out here. July 28th, uh... It's a Friday, I believe. McGuire's, McGuire's Comedy Club, Late Show. Your boy is hosting. That's right, I'm the host. Just like I'm the host of this show. But I'm like the host of the whole show that night, and that's cool. First time hosting over there at the old McGuire's, so I'm excited for that. Uh, definitely want people to come out for that. I will post uh, ticket links and all that stuff on the socials. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike Ellison comedy. Oh, right. That's the other thing I got to promote. We got a, we got a website now. Mike Ellison comedy.com. Uh, you can find like all the stuff. You can find links to the podcast. You can find links to, uh, for the tickets to the shows, all the, all the good shit. Actually, I should look at the website right now and uh yeah it's got this nice great little bio of me and a picture where i look handsome but yeah events podcast all things up there so check out mikeellison.com for stuff you know you get it and yeah you could check out there for events so anyway all right uh i am uh Gonna get some sleep now. I will dream of someday being as good at stand-up comedy as the legendary Roy. Later. Ooh.